Crossface. The Daily Talk Show. A conversation sometimes worth recording with Josh Jansen and Tommy Jacket. It's the Daily Talk Show. 244 is the number. <laughs> it's a Fat Friday. Yes. It's Ryan John is in the building. Good to be here for the Woo. Daily Talk Show Christmas party. Woo-hoo. Yeah, yeah. It was the impro- yeah. it was the impromptu Christmas party. We um, big media company Christmas party. Yeah, it's the last day of the working year for majority of people. How long have you been on holidays now? Two weeks. And I did call you earlier in the week, yes. and you said, "Us commercial radio fucks in your lazy <laughs> Christmas holiday month." <laughs> yes. And I didn't disagree. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you, it's when you're in a metro market, you actually get the. The survey periods. Yeah. Whereas uh, when you were in Shepherd and the survey break was the whole time you were there. Exactly. What did you get a survey? No, no surveys. It was yep. just work, take a f- little bit of time off each year yep. and um, work Saturdays, please. The, um, the thing about the podcast though, we don't really need to have these big celebrations because we're going to be on doing the podcast the 24th, the 25th, oh, yeah. the 26th. There's no break. Yeah. So we can't blow our load too early. <laughs> So you're having a Christmas Day edition. What's going to happen yes. on that? Uh, we've got Matt Diavella, yeah, uh, minimalist. the minimalist, oh, on the show. I've been since you guys mentioned him watching some of his stuff on YouTube. Mm-hmm. He's pretty good, isn't he? Yeah, he's great. He's pretty handy. It's yeah. just like, like yeah, he he has the full like he's got everything I think a good YouTuber needs, which good, is good production value, consistency, and biceps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Don't, aren't you impressed yeah. by his biceps? I haven't paid that much attention, but I. Now that you mention it, yeah. <laughs> no, they're really, they're really solid. Well, he works on them. That's the, that's the difference mm. between most people. Yeah. So the Daily that's Talk Show now has a pod, uh, sorry, a YouTube channel, right? Yes. Yeah. So if they were the keys to good YouTubing, mm. you guys, A, consistent, tick? Not, not, on, not YouTube. on YouTube. No, no, no that's no. a thing. Okay, well, there's some work for 2019. Yeah, yeah. Now, What was the other one? Production value. Production value. And how's your production value? Uh, production value when we do do something is high. Mm. And your biceps. <laughs> yeah, biceps. Let's feel yours because we're feeling my... Um, yeah, why were we What feeling? is that muscle called? Uh, your Is it brachialis? The forearm, like your um, radialis and brachialis, mm. I think it is. Yeah. Your forearm, forearm muscles. And Not to get too smutty, but we'll sort of... We're playing a game of guess which <laughs> arm I masturbate with. Yeah, and my comment was, because it's like a classic caricature of some guy who's got a big forearm on one arm. Yes. It's like, how much does that dude actually masturbate? Because mm. that's the weird thing about the dude with the big forearm. Mm. But then Josh is like, oh, no, hang on. Try it out. Feel my hand. Feel my forearm. Which one is harder? And it just went down a real weird rabbit hole. Mm. There's some statements that I hadn't heard out of a male's mouth before. What do you mean a male's mouth? A male's mouth. But a female's mouth, you've heard it. No, it just, okay. I'm just referring to men because men have penises and if you're a female with a penis, you can relate. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, men who masturbate. I always saw Josh as a very sweet, innocent, lovely yeah, man. Until he it, it, spat- shocked, it shocked me. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I was shocked. I love it that we're not even going to say what it is. But, but it sounds filthy. It, it, it's it actually wasn't not even filthy. That, no, it was just a bit weird. It was like, dude, have you actually grown up? <laughs> Why did, what do you mean grown up? What was the bit... The conversation that happened in the bar downstairs before this podcast could have happened in a grade five playground in yeah, primary yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of guys that have just, just discovered masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing's changed, has it? It's it's nice to be able to um, 
you know, once a day talk show, episode 244. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Is that your reset? Yeah. That's me me wrapping this up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, I like it. Like Uh, it. So, Ryan John, uh, for people who who are new to Ryan, uh, you're normally in WA doing your breakfast show. You're a Melbourne uh, at heart, Melbourneite by heart. Yeah, uh, born and and here for most of high school until I moved off. Yeah. Yeah. You can say born and bred and then realize that it's just like real fucking bogan. Yeah, and I didn't actually know what bread meant. Yeah, yeah. I, it sounds like you're some form of like litter of dogs. Well, Ryan's not doing carbs, so he didn't want to mention bread. <laughs> so <laughs> so we no, do, but do, a, so just do a lot of carbs. This is, your, is this third time on the show? Well, a third time as a full episode guest, mm. but I made a brief cameo. Was it early this week when we were talking oh, about yeah. the oh, yeah. Bonbon Fourth. I'd take, I'd, I reckon you're up there with Derek. Scooter Derek is the, the highest return rate. Well, that is my goal for 2019 to be the most regular regular guest on the daily <laughs> most talk regular show. most dumps in a day is, yeah that's what you're hoping for so who's this scooter derek how scooter many derek. times he's been on um, uh, twice two solid episodes mm, but he's um, did he crash he did big one? brother yes so big brother yeah first one big brother and then crashed an episode legit by accident you just can't do that because actually technically you can you did it the other day yeah but derek literally walked into our studio here I was like, oh, God. And then he came in all flustered. Um, because today is the Christmas party of the yeah. Daily Talk Show mm-hmm. and like you said, for most people, it's the traditional last Friday of the year. How, mm. would, how are you guys going to look back at the podcast for 2018 in terms of uh, how do you think it's gone? Mm-hmm. How do you think you guys are performing? And what's your thoughts on and you don't have to have to say this because I'm here, but mm. some podcasts specifically don't have guests because they think it's better without. Others are mm. all guests all the time. Sure. What's, what's your read on 2018 and what you've learned? Uh, do you want me to go first, TJ? You can, you can go first. Okay. Uh, I think the thing that we've learned is that we're not one or the other. We're not a guest show. We're not just a personality show. And the way I was describing this to Peter Shepard uh, yesterday, we we're talking about it. It's like Pistol a Pete. Pistol Pete. New nickname. Pistol Pete is actually a guy I worked with. I called Pistol Pete. Yeah, so we there's probably about a million Periscope Pistol Pete. Pete. I like Periscope. Yeah, Pete. Periscope Pete. But no, it's um, trying to emulate what a friendship is. And so the thing is that if you just talk about tactics and how to be more creative and all that sort of thing, you know, a real friendship is about being able to talk about uh, how you wank and for it to be okay. <laughs> yeah. And wow. so I think that that's yeah, it's probably... It's relatable for a yeah. lot of people. Yeah. And so I think that, that that is probably part of it. What mean, what is it well, for you, Teach? Well, are you saying that so the, 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 pers- the podcast that is the same every time is like going to a party and there's that guy in the corner talking about the exact same yeah. thing every time. You feel like he goes deep a lot and you're just like, today I don't feel like going deep. Mm. Well, I like when you say a friendship because when you have a friendship, sometimes it is the two of you and sometimes there's other people and sometimes there's not and there's no yeah. hard. It's not like, yeah. no, this friendship works yeah. like this and that's it. Exactly. I tell you what, you're pretty radio though because a friendship doesn't put their hand up when they want to speak in a conversation. You just did that. <laughs> well, I didn't want to speak over you guys. Yeah, but you just put his hand really up. True. I didn't even that's notice That's the only thing it. I've learned this year because um, I'm on a very chatty show at the moment. Yeah. So that's, ra- that's, that's, so radio. that's so radio. I've just never done on. that before this time last year in the five <laughs> years I've been in radio. So the, he just put his hand up to, to speak. I, I'm Fair enough. Um, Ryan, what would you like to say? <laughs> <laughs> Was that a producer? Do you remember the conversation of the hand thing? Uh, not really. We just sort of had to because, like I said, a lot, of, a lot of chatty people. But I've never before my current show had to do it and never mm. thought of it. You're on a th- you've got a threesome happening. Yep. Which is a different scenario than a, than a two. It is, yeah. Um, Listen, w- oi, 
Put your forearm down, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it would be similar because my old show was Tanya and I, mm. which is on paper a two, but it was actually a four because we had the, <laughs> the news reader was permanently in because we liked her. Her name was Kat. Yeah. So we just invited her in the studio. And then our producer, Matt, was really funny and he just had a really un- unique laugh and it was just good to have around to yeah. you know, have a bit of what laughter. What was his name? White trash Matt and oh, an awful yeah. haircut. Oh, my goodness. Um, and so there was four of us. So I thought, oh, it won't be that much different because I've come from a show with four. Yeah. Now I'm going to a show with three. So like what's I the mean, deal? Th- there's a hierarchy. There's a, there's a status play. You know, you've got the different roles. You've got the hosts, which are the, the quote, talent. Mm. And then you've got the newsreader, which is a different class. You've got you know, yeah. white trash Matt, which he's the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Just with that name, he is. But you, you've too. set it up to be, <laughs> and so when I think when there is, I, fi- I would find it hard if there was three. Imagine Hamish, Andy, and another dude that wasn't a young person. It used like to be Jack. Ryan Shelton back in the day. Really? Yeah, it was yeah, Hamish, Andy, and Ryan. How was that? Well, know, was, they got rid of. Well, not, yeah, yeah. Well, they got rid of Ryan for that reason is because they were like, oh, it's it's a bit cloudy, and there's three guys trying to be really funny. Mm. It's co- it's complicated. As yeah. I know, Ryan's one of their best mates. Yeah, and so it's well, he produces their TV show. Yeah. yeah, and I think he is as good as he was on radio. He's a better. I don't know him personally, but I hear that he's a gun mm. producer, and I guess stick to your strengths. I guess. Mm. I think the thing with a podcast. For 2019, you have these ideas about what building up something is like and then there's the reality of it and then there's the feeling of when it started to go, like a a podcast is starting to get momentum and I was thinking like, imagine if this really blew up and I felt the exact same way. It wouldn't feel as good as you think that it would. Not say it's bad, but it's like you're in it, Mm. you're tired, you're doing it every day. It's like you, you know, your job now, Ryan, is the – the highest of your career it's ever been mm-hmm. and it, it, I could imagine it feels like shit at some times because oh, it's 4am. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking, I'm tired as fuck. Every single day the alarm, the alarm goes off at four o'clock and you think, am I, is this what I'm doing? Is this yeah, what I'm doing? so like what? sometimes success is a delusion in your mind about it, it's some sort of utopia. Oh, I would have said many times, oh, if I just got that Metro Brecky gear, then yeah, it would yeah, be sweet yeah. and I'd be set for life and I'd be like rocking back in my chair going, I've done it yeah. and I'll just sail off into the sunset yeah. and now you have a job and it's just the same as the old one. Just oh, 100%. So what do you do then? Like what's the, what's the coping I'll, mechanism I'll tell to you. being I'll tell you. life being Please. a bit fucked? <laughs> uh, Switch um, hands. From being in radio, from doing this with you, Josh, and having a discussion with somebody who was talking to me about like it was a it was almost like an old school discussion or a radio discussion about finding the characters. So I'm this dude when was who this? brings this. This was last week, and it was like uh, talking. You know, this person's an expert here, and they're younger, and so you're basically defining a role before you've started the show. Mm-hmm. This person's an older woman who has really ingrained beliefs about this, and don't you reckon that would be a great combo? And my thing is. Unless you're actually friends, it's not going to work. It's not going to last. Because what I know for me is that I could not fucking front up and have conversation, especially in this landscape now where you're not going to get a million bucks for a show anymore. Like think about how hard you've worked and mm. you're not at that sort of uh, Melbourne metro or yep. like – and it's one step away for you. So you're the closest out of my good mates that I know and it's still – you need to be, I think, to survive, be actually actual friends mm. – and or be willing to work through stuff and actually care for each other. So that's what, like that's why I think we just keep going. We've talked a lot about radio mm. over the last year. 
I mean, has any of it changed? Like, being doing the podcast, mm. has your perception of radio changed, or is it just doubled down? Oh, I think I've just become more certain on yeah. the thinking of it. You say that, but you did deliver a ham today. Well, who fucking decided on that? I'm lucky I'm mates with the guy who made me do it because otherwise I would have left the show. <laughs> so, <laughs> we, so I set, I'd set you out the challenge to yeah. give away a ham. And, um, a bataki ham. A bata- the difference no between... Spend, so no maybe spend. the difference between our podcast, Ryan, and your radio show is yeah. that... You may act like you don't know that something's going on and you're yep. like, okay, I at least need to know what the fuck I'm in for. What do you mean? As in uh, Ryan doesn't know, but he knows that I'm going to give away a ham. But right. he's going to sort of – he's not going to lie, but I think he'll be like, oh, you're stitching me up. So it's not oh, saying, okay. oh, guys, I didn't know that. You're stitching me up. It's like, oh, this is a stitch up again. So what you're, Whereas, so, what you're <laughs> saying – literally came up – with the Bataki, give away a ham. Can we stop? No spend. Yeah. Stop <laughs> mate- mentioning brands, no guys. No spend, no say on okay. our show. No spend, no say. So, you, oh, so a, a ham that rhymes with schmacocky. Yeah. Um, He's like, you're going to yeah. give away a schmacocky. It's a pocky. And I was like, get fucked. I didn't even know. I'm literally, I'm like, is this one, another one of your promises that we're going to make on this show and not fulfill? Because I've done it plenty mm. of times. Well, that actually is one thing that irks me is that if you say you're going to do something, you got to do it because 100%. you can't just be throwing out, oh, we're going to do this. And there's only so many times you can not do it before people go, oh, they just say things and yeah, whatever. So I'm glad that you fulfilled that for yeah. just because if you said you're going to do it, you should do exactly. it. Exactly. I was thinking, what do you think the amount of minutes of video footage on YouTube is people talking about where they've been and saying sorry for why they haven't posted? <laughs> <laughs> it was the same with blogs Millions. five months ago. The, uh, sorry, five years ago. Yeah. This is a really common blog post. Hey, guys. Sorry, I haven't blogged in a while. But trust me, <laughs> I'll be back. And that, then they don't do another yeah. post for another year. And it's like, don't well, tell me you're going to be back. Mr. 97, look up blogs that talk about um, when they've – basically apologies for not writing. See how many you can find. Yeah, and then – not written after that again because they lost interest. <laughs> um, I want to say something about when you said in commercial radio you normally know what's going to happen. Yes. Um, that didn't happen a few weeks ago when Taylor Swift was in town. Oh, yeah. So my team thought it would be funny to tell me that we were doing this listener giveaway but I had to give up my own tickets because we didn't have enough left. Ah, oh, stitch and up. They're like, <laughs> oh, what a right. stitch up. What a stitch up. <laughs> yeah. And I just went the station live on air because about four or five times I've personally paid for tickets because the station stuffed up. <laughs> and <laughs> So they triggered you and you went hard. <laughs> well, they were like, <laughs> they go, Ryan, we've stuffed something up. And I said on air, this place is the fucking worst. Yeah. I was like, how many times do I personally have to pay physically and mentally for the incompetence of other people that work in this building? And I went yes. off for ages and then people called in and were like, stuff the station, they're your tickets. And for me, if they had said in the first place, we can't give you any tickets, I'd be like, yeah, it's cool. Like you work on a radio yeah, station, yeah. it's all about the listener. But yeah. my thing was I need to no. set a precedence that when you give something, yeah. you can't ask for it back. That's yeah. Indian yeah. giving. But it was a yeah. stitch up. Well, so I went on this huge rampage yeah. and then they, they come back and said, oh, it was, it was actually just a bit of a stitch up. We thought you would just go, 
oh, okay, and then yeah. hand them over and you'd be the good guy. But instead yeah. you told every single yeah. producer yeah. personally and named them and told them how shit yeah. they were Kylie job. from Tactics was crying. <laughs> it, was, it was actually really, really murky for yeah. a little while. And then they finally were like, oh, here's the tickets. And I was like- No, good. I was like, no, I don't fucking want yeah, them. Yeah, general No, I didn't want them. And they gave them- So I think this happened on a Wednesday. Yeah. The girl who won the tickets was at a school. So I actually went to her school, did a PA announcement, like, please come to the office and then gave them to her. So it was a nice thing. And then at 10 a.m. on the Friday, they were like, oh, the whole thing was actually a joke. Here's your tickets. And I was like, nah. I was like, I can't go now because we just did this whole thing about me not going. So mm. it'd be dumb if I went. And they're like, oh, it's part of the story. And I'm like, it's 10 a.m. on Friday. Yeah. The show's finished for the week. Yeah. If this is part of the story, you tell me what part of the show it's going on because it's already finished. <laughs> that, there's so many examples of it. It's like the equivalent of if you go to a cafe all the time yeah. and then they, they're always running late and it really pisses you off. Mm. And then they say, oh, Oh, hey, just so you know, the avocado, the smashed avocado is going to take a bit and then that's just the, the straw that breaks a camel's back and you say, I fucking wait here all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then for them to be like, yeah. oh, here it is. Yeah. It's a bit of that deal. It's not the thing in the moment. It's the every little thing. That, but I think previous. I'm sure that Bree stitched me up. It's a good stitch up oh, yeah. for couples, for partners to sort of... Well, because you know the hot button. It's like a hot button. Yeah. You just hit. It's like, oh, I'm not finishing work on time today. Sorry. I'm just fucking having a huge blow up. And then all of a sudden you become the bad guy. This has actually happened to you. Do you remember when? No. Uh, It it wasn't even a clear stitch up. It It had nothing to do with Taylor Swift. No, it it was when Amy missed her flight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Tom? Well, (laughs) you missed your flight and... um, you can imagine that that is every you know it's not just Amy's problem, it's my problem. Yeah, end it's of our money. It's our end finan- of the pay, it's a financial end of, problem. End of pay cycle. You get a call from Amy. Yeah, she, you spend a bunch of cash on a on a flight. Yes, and then what? And she's she's she calls she, you. She, she led with, "I've missed my flight, and I can't. I haven't been able to make it. I missed it. The bus didn't arrive. Not." And so, what? What was your reaction? I, what did I, I can't even remember. Give me the car, the the oh. uh, rental car company's number now. <laughs> yeah, because she got, bus, she got a bus. She got a bus. She got a bus an hour from an hour away, yep. and it's a door to door service. So you call up and you say, "My flight's at this time." Yep. And they say, "Great, we'll pick you up here. They'll give you enough time." Yep. She gets on that bus. Yep. She gets there. She pays one hundred and fifty bucks for the bus. Gets to the airport. Isn't that crazy? By the it's way, it's like yeah, going it's from Portsea to Melbourne yeah. Airport. So it's a long way away. It's because she had a. Pr- and did she have a pram? She, or yeah, she had Bodhi, Bodhi was with her. Yeah. So yeah. I already feel like if I missed. Uh, so I'm taking on her feelings about missing a flight with a baby. Yep. That's fucking a little mental kid, and so I'm feeling horrible about her situation and how it will then affect myself and our financial situation and her situation. And so I was pissed. I'm like, nah. The, the company who made you miss your flight just got you there late because they said what time and okay, we'll get you this time. They're paying for it. I was just adamant about it. And then she said, oh, I've actually been put on the next flight. And, and you'd already lit up and burned down. Literally had his full moment. But then it's still, <laughs> you, can't, you can't just instantly go down to yeah, like, you yeah, can't go from yeah. a 10 to a, a, a you 2. You've got momentum, bro. Yeah, all of a sudden you have to go to an 8 going, well, yeah. Well, you could have led with it. 
<laughs> type of deal. What, what happened in the lead up? Because I feel similar to the Taylor Swift. It's, it's those. It's the straw that breaks the camel's back. So what yeah. else was going on that day or with the rental car coming? Um, this was finally the moment. I don't know. It's just marriage, mate. <laughs> it's just, the, just the grating of. It, oh, it's just kids going away. Like it was. It's hard. Was just like getting get into that a counseling call, session? Get, getting it, getting that call. Oh, everything. I think it's just like I'm. I'm looking forward to just okay. I've got my time. Then I'm going to pick her up, and I know I'm going to be there. And then just everything just gets thrown and I freak out. It's probably uh, not the best way to react. And especially I wasn't on air. You were, mate. Yeah, I was. I was live to a lot of people. Uh, Josh, would you say that Tom is the kind of flexible guy that when something changes in his plans, he's cool with it? Because I'm feeling like that mm. might not be the case. I don't know. I think that Tommy's got two extreme. I think that uh, dep- it depends, doesn't yeah. it? I think that you, like Tommy can be the uh, most... Uh, caring, flexible, easy bloke going aw- uh, around. Mm. But, if but if his bus turns up late, yeah. But if he's rattled, if he's had a, if he's a bit rattled for the day, yeah. But the good thing is, working with each other, you can just identify it. And so, just like he can with me, just being like, you got fucking issues today. Like, just like, you <laughs> yeah. realise that it's actually... So, would you say yeah. that out loud? Yeah. Or, or would you just notice, oh, Tom's having a day, so I'll just go to my desk. No, 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 no. I, I at least need to provoke. Because the thing is that it's still destructive if you don't say anything. It's the same with mm. me when I'm in a mood. If you end up having to feed on it, because it doesn't stop, unless, unless you actively say, oh, you're being a bit of a piece of shit right now, the way you're talking... You just sort of mm. keep on going. But when you go, uh, settle down, like normally it's but settle down, which mm. if some people said that to me, I'd fucking lose my mind. Mm. You're very good with it. You're like, just sort of chill out a bit. <laughs> just like, just like, yeah. Are you a, I feel like I try to be optimistic and sometimes it's probably a bit of a detriment. With a bad mood, you mean so maybe? No, but something happens. So something negative happens and you just like instantly, because it feels good, I think. It's almost a coping mechanism to go... This bad things happen. Oh, it'll be sweet if we do this. And finding that solace in some sort of positive thinking. Are you that person? Um, I'm the annoying. It's like the the the, the typical stereotypical male thing mm. is when someone comes to you with a problem. Sometimes they just want to express the problem. Whereas yeah. I'll be like, oh, we'll just fix this. And yeah, they're like, yeah. don't fix it. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. I just want you to listen. Yeah, yeah. And so it took me. Far too long to learn that that's like a real thing. Hundred oh, <laughs> yeah. percent. Um, and so I will go. Used to try to fix everything to a listener, but then sometimes the danger is if you do listening, then the other person goes, "Oh, this is the kind of guy who's going to listen to my problems." So therefore, mm. I can go and tell them all my problems, mm, yeah. and suddenly you become like the problem a, guy. Like, yeah, yeah, and you don't want to be that guy. No. Like you don't want to mm. be the person that someone goes, "Oh, finally Tom's here. I can tell you about all the shit things yeah. happen." Because I'm like, I don't want to hear all the shit things. Like, it's, <laughs> it's the equivalent of Josh, you not liking fiction books yeah. and only ever reading non-fiction. It's the same feeling. I feel the same way as that. And I feel like when people come to me and I, I can't then solve it. Yeah. It's like I'm fucking delving into a fiction book. Well, I remember when, like, uh, when Brie would be having her career or whatever, and she would have a problem at work. I used to think that it's like. Oh, I'm going to like when she'd bring up a problem or vent or something, I'd be like, okay, I was always so- solutions focused. I'm yeah. like, okay, well, mm. got to speak to this person or that person. Or if you're not happy, just you need to quit. But she don't want that, does she? Yeah, no, she doesn't want that. <laughs> she just wants to just like, and also the other thing too is even though she's saying, oh, like uh, I'm not happy about this, this and this, mm. she's only saying it to me as a way of getting it off her chest. She doesn't actually mm. 
because then when I'm like, have you said it to the? Have you said this thing that you're feeling to the person? Yeah. And so, well, no, I'm actually just in a shit mood. So mm. it's got nothing I, to do. I, I will preface this that with Amy. I'm not. Uh, I am a piece of shit a lot of times, and there's a lot of uh, good way to negative traits. <laughs> That's the title within for this me. And Tommy if you a have a podcast, you can go hard on me. There is one thing because I find that's especially in my experience with females, them wanting to sort yeah. of just talk and not hear the. You listen to blokes talk, guys. No, no, no. <laughs> no this is good. Another I like one. this. I, just right, want, I, I like this. This is good. Um, and I've noticed Amy. I've seen her sister do it. Where they talk about, so they're referring about a situation that's happened. So they're like, oh, I was talking to my boss and he was telling me this and, you know, I was thinking blah, blah, blah and I said this and, and then she start, she threads what she was thinking and what was actually said into the same thing. Mm. So I'm trying to work out, did you say that or was that what you're thinking? Normally they say, Brie does the same thing. She'll say, <laughs> oh, I was like... Go yeah. fuck yourself. I'm like, oh my God, you said that. She's like, no, <laughs> no, I didn't say that. But I thought, it's like, well, what did you say? She's like, well, I just nodded and kept working. I was like, well, and there I, we go. That's so the I agreed problem. with the guy and said it was a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> I'd love to work on that. That's oh, it's interesting, isn't yeah. it? So yeah. do you have to have many chats where you go, I'm, so you actually say, did you say that? I've got to the point where I'm, I'm not as brutal anymore. I'm just literally like, so hang on, do you say that or are you thinking that? No, 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 I was thinking that. Okay. Well, right. he, he's, it doesn't even matter if they were thinking it or saying it because this is all you need to do is do this. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, it's so true. In fact, a bit of experience in fact, I reckon here. record that. Just play it out. <laughs> just play it out. Soundboard. And, if, and I wish oh. someone had told me that five years ago because well, that would have saved a lot of drama in my life if I had have just gone, oh, that sucks, man. Well, because I almost <laughs> – no, I reckon that I used to think listening meant having a good response to what the person was saying. Yeah. But I actually worked out sometimes when I would tune out and I'd be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, yep, yep, yep. And I'm like focusing on something else and then at the end of the conversation, like that was so, they'll say that was so helpful. I was like, ah. Yeah. Oh, I, I just happened to be here. I'm just like, mm. but it's not even, um, yeah, it's interesting. So like I don't know how much we actually add mm. uh, when it comes to advice. Well, there's a lot you can work out yourself. And I think that's what they're doing. But sometimes it's just, just venting. Yeah. I mean, how do we vent? Yeah. Um, there is a, I mean, there, there is a thought from you know, primitive times in this existence, men Here hunting. Yeah. And there are things like gym. Like I know I get a lot out of just being at the gym with a bloke, with a mate of mine. <laughs> and we just literally just pushing weights. Doing Throwing tin shit. around. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, Josh? Yeah. It's iron, Sinking. mate, not tin. You might lift tin. I throw I throw iron around because tin's light as fuck, right? Well, yeah, but it looks heavy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it's a form of sort of being around and maybe that's what sort of that... It's like know. sinking pints. Yeah, but there's an external thing going on. Uh-huh. There's that actually putting a drug into your body. Uh-huh. That, that makes does it, help, yeah. I mean, that, that's altering you. So whereas mm-hmm. like we're actually... Doing pushing heavy stuff and okay. do, you know, be can, interesting to see how our relationship evolves with now that we're going to start going to fitness first Richmond yeah, yeah. together. Oh, but there's so much makeup there. Who says that? I don't know. <laughs> so you guys are going to gym together and then work together. Yeah, is that not crossing some sort of boundary? Because I would have thought Why? it's important. We're not having sex. <laughs> well, I, in terms of when you work, the with way someone Tommy described it, it did sound. Which a bit? little bit that way, but just like we're sharing a moment. It yeah. is very intimate. No, uh, just yeah. in terms of, I guess, 
with any strong relationship, we mentioned Hamish and Andy earlier, they almost scheduled holidays away from each other just so when they got back to work, there was that freshness and they weren't stale. And I guess you guys work together a lot in a mm. small office. It could be like, you know, cabin mm. fever, that theory of you spend yeah. too much time together, you start to get sure. on each other's nerves. It's also it's Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're banking on Sto- but, but maybe, <laughs> Stockholm. Maybe Tom doesn't realise it, but he just said it out loud. Going to the gym is his like, you know, escape. And if that's his escape mm. from work and then Josh turns up, oh, fuck mm. me. It's a good point. Mm. How do you, I mean, this is, I'm entering your space, TJ. Maybe I shouldn't go to the gym. That's what I take out of it. Nah, I, I think there's more benefits in. Nah, I the think gym Ryan's thing. got a good point. I don't think I should he go to the gym. It's easy, any excuse to get out of the fucking gym. So this is the problem. How old are you? Uh, 28. 28 years in a row. Josh thinking of great reasons not to go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was at YMCA for a while. How'd Did, that go for you? It was good. It was actually before. Um, it was a different time. It was uh, many rebrands ago. Yeah, many rebrands ago. At a point in my life where I thought it was acceptable to not only climb Uluru, but uh, we called it Ayers Rock back then. I've got all this footage. It of was me. acceptable. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. It was a, a long time ago. Yeah. This is back in the blackface's cool era. Yeah. Exactly. Hundred yeah, percent. Sean McAuliffe fucking <laughs> getting into it. Yeah. It was a big. It was a big thing, but. Um, we're talking about the it's hams. It's a daily talk show. <laughs> we're, talking, we're talking about hams. What are you saying? Yeah. No, we're talking about the hams. Yeah. So the, um, my point was, you, well, you think that I sprung this on you. You did. It was in an episode I hadn't heard of. I, you never told me. You told James, I'm pretty sure. And James warned you of the idea before you did the show. Conspiracy Jimmy. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's, he's a good guy to give you pushback on anything really. Yeah. And he's, nah, to radio. Certainly right. It was. And so, but... Uh, today, uh, you uh, saw through the, um, what would you call it, uh, the promise. The ham giveaway. I went and gave a ham to someone who emailed us and Rob Ward, Quadlock. Friend, friend of the show. Yeah, winner. He was the first person. We actually got quite a few emails. This thing is, you push back on radio, but the, the giveaways they've got. That works. They work. They're so we're we about to play a grab no, of the no. giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing. I was so. And this close. is how he reacted. I was literally. They yeah. <laughs> would have like the little bit beforehand. All the radio people laugh at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, we wouldn't. Have Everyone's the, waiting for the grab. Yeah, we wouldn't have the money to have all the audio licensing. So if we did that, we would just need to do a bunch of. Yeah. As a. Hamish and Andy did a heap of that. Shoo. That's true. They did some well, good ones. We could throw to it and then you insert it after and then we'll come off the back as if we've just heard it laugh. People yeah. can just go to the well, fucking Well, so, so what we did was... Um, can we pretend that that happened though? <laughs> but we've come back off and it was we really funny. definitely ready. Three, and two, one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Great delivery, so, guys. Yeah, I'll tell you just what visually happened. I'll paint yeah. the picture where... It's on our Instagram. Yeah. So we actually... It's um, so radio. <laughs> it's, on, it's on the socials. <laughs> just not quite, can I just quickly say... Yeah. Uh, maybe I can't say it. Don't say it. Okay. Uh, Radio Network uh, recently did a we- new website uh, rebrand. Do I work for them? <laughs> yeah, I'm not talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, go on. No, just a lot of ads on um, on the w- the website. I'm thinking of. Really? And I was just thinking, like it was AdSense, so it was like pulled in from Google. So I was like, they're not making a huge mon- amount of money on it. And I was thinking, mm. like I wouldn't think. So I'm like, why are you taking up so much screen real estate with these like dynamic ads? Mm. Anyway, send that to who you will. Yeah. Um, so 
we needed to get the ham. We needed to drive to get the ham, but we also needed to drive to get the glitter cannon. The uh, that was my idea, confetti yeah, cannon. Confetti cannon, <laughs> and the, we opted for a not the fifteen centimeter glitter cannon, not the uh, confetti cannon. We went for the big, the big girl. Yeah, um, it's ginormous. How would you describe it. Thirty centimeters. Uh, it's just a big cylinder. Don't it? Is, they are but so. One here. Don't don't don't. don't. Don't they are so loud? It actually takes a lot to oh. make them. No, don't, 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 don't. You're f- <laughs> I actually can't do it. Yeah, don't do it. So we, so we went, got that, and then we went to, and got it because we we're like, this. Josh, the the thing is, he puts me under the bus and says oh, I have to do it, but then he's got this anxiety around having to do it. He's like, mate, that's your problem. I was like, bro, you fucking, you created, you this. created this problem. You inseminated for this problem. you, not me. Yeah, but you still yeah. – this is what you've signed up for. So we ended up um, wanting to um, sweeten the deal or smooth smooth over the awkwardness. Well, the ham. The, it was great where we got the ham. We got it in a really known sort of Jewish area, <laughs> yeah. Balaclava yeah. Uh, in Melbourne, just because I was worried that there might be ham um, – Shortage. Shortage. It's Christmas yeah. Christmas thing, yeah. Yeah. Full – like lots of ham. Yeah. Oh, they'd be mad not to be fully stocked though. Like that's on them to be ready for. You think maybe, yeah. but yeah. I did hear somewhere. I, I don't know if this is just hype within the radio scene. Yes, but um, I think it was uh, two girls talking uh, the b- weekend um, summer breakfast it's called, show. Yeah, uh, it's just called those two girls. Those yeah. two so they're girls, usually sorry. five to six two every girls day. Talking. Who am I thinking of? Well, it's called those two girls. Those two girls. Mm-hmm. So those two girls. I yeah. think they were saying how you had to. Um, they were giving away bataki. Oh, sorry. No spam. Shitoki. Shitoki. Also, hang on. You were canning out commercial radio for being. Oh, it's so funny. They'll give away hams. Then you were driving to get your ham and then listening to a commercial radio no, show. Yeah. So I was, talk about hams. I may have been listening because I wanted it, Tommy to win. The idea was that Tommy was going to win yeah. the ham. And yeah. I never won the ham, so we bought the ham. But I was, I was texting Tommy saying, 13, 10, 60, call up. You need to guess the carol. But you would all, by the time I texted, they would have had 20 prize pigs course, trying to get They actually it. made it a lot harder now. It's like they're trying to make people listen. But they said, if you want to get a ham, you need to order it in November. Uh, so, but so that's for fancy Anyway, we got, a, we got a six pack of donuts too for the winner yep. and his staff members because uh, let's be honest, ham's not the best price. Um, prize. Mm. Well, it's so not a shareable prize. No, no, he's taking that home to the fam and we need to reward them. Anyway, so we, we're walking to his office and Josh is like, get it, fuck, quick. We spotted him walking towards us. He's on his phone and I jumped into like a you know little nook at the front of a building and Josh sort of scrambled back. That's where I just don't shine. Anytime no. I need to hide quickly, yeah, <laughs> I can't just walk normally. So it was just a very like a jolt. So he would have straight away just looked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, oh, guys. I was like, guys, oh, what are you doing? And then I was like, oh, okay, it's up. So I... Press record. Yeah. On this would if it was radio, it would yeah. go. It would go to the bit. But I press record and got. Uh, I said to TJ, 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 go come out, come out. So I've got the I've got the ham in one hand, the the uh, confetti cannon in the other. And this was meant to happen upstairs yeah. at their office. Yeah. And I was just go go go. So I've got this loaded thirty centimeter cannon, and I'm just trying to get it. And Rob, the dude's shielding himself because he sees <laughs> that I got this thing. So, oh no! And so the footage is him just looking like I've got a gun at him. And what we'd also planned was that Tommy was going to go da 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 da. <laughs> 
You have been singing that all day. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't. So I panicked. So I'm behind the camera <laughs> going, da 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 as Tommy's trying to get the – but he can't get it. And so yeah. then I just go silent. So it was like halfway through. And the I've thing's gone, hard to – like as Josh tried to use his wanking hand to do it, but it wouldn't work. It hasn't been wanking enough. Don't. Don't. <laughs> don't. Still. Is it legit? Don't, no, Do hard, it's I half. had to change hands to use my right hand at the top, the, str- the strong one, and I twisted it. Anyway, I shot this thing. It's so loud, it frightened me. It smells like I'm smelling it. And it Gun shot powder. some confetti, and it, I, there was a woman tr- parking her car <laughs> and had a baby in the back seat. Oh, I didn't know And there that. was a like a windscreen sc- that sort of protects the baby from things like the sun and also confetti, confetti cannons. <laughs> and it shot a massive ribbon into... The, oh. the baby seats really? Like didn't hit the baby It hit the Hit the wind The shield thing It was a loud noise though And sh- baby It's very terrorist everywhere. Very terrorist uh, Attack like <laughs> And so I hadn't thought about The mess it's going to make and You did clean up though Which was a nice touch Oh yeah, yeah we got a box We'll clean uh, Yeah we cleaned it up We gave it a good crack We, we put it on the ins- Put it on the Instagram account What's so, the best giveaway You've ever done um, we just paid someone's mortgage for a whole year, Fuck so it's yeah. called Live for Free. So it's like we, it's like the big pay your bills, but it's like we pay your mortgage for a whole year. Yeah. And we did. I actually hate giveaways, but I like using the giveaway as a thing. So earlier this year, we wanted to give away a trip to London for the royal wedding. Yeah, and I was like, no, nah, let's not just give away a trip. Let's hire some royal reporters. So see how you're still giving away a trip, oh, yeah, but it's yeah. more of a getting oh. some content. Yeah, but yeah. we're recruiting some people. <laughs> we had all these. For it. We yeah. had all these youngsters and interns like applying, and here's our video entry. And Fifteen minutes of fame. Many people, many successful presenters. Jules yeah. Lund. Yeah. Have my uh, first job with Osteria was through a competition like that's that. That's right. Yeah. Um, I think it's great. Yeah. So I was like, let's do that. So essentially, they still inverted commas won a trip to London, but they were our royal reporters, mm. and that was cool. And so the thing was, about trip, yeah. uh, the thing about prizes on radio stations is like no one cares. <laughs> or, or, I mean, the people who win care, yeah. but then you, you don't know. Like you never hear about it after, so they're good. That's a good way of well, doing. I, it. I had a yeah. So then you got to see the winners every day in London. And be like, hey, it's the winners of the Royal Reporter today. We're at the front of Buckingham Palace. So you kind of get. Yeah. Oh, I've listened to this journey and I hear it. But I actually fought at the end of the year for and lost. I think um, to have like a like a segment. It's almost like where are they now? So it's like remember in January when oh, yeah. we said we'd pay these guys bills for a year. Yeah. Hey bro, what'd you do with the leftover money? Oh yeah, yeah I went traveling. Oh cool. Because all these that person we gave around the world trip, they're on the line. How was it? Oh man, we're in and like it's sort of cashing yeah. in on. Yeah. You've spent the money. You're like, go get the punchline. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Anyway, I lost that bet and we didn't do it. But no. Uh, but what were the what were the um, roving reporters like in London? Um, they were pretty cool. They were fun. Like we were over there as well. Yeah. Um, so we were still doing a lot of our own stuff. Do you uh, think they do, were prepared for how much work they would need they to do? They didn't do much work. Okay. Yeah, they did like a segment a day okay. and their segment might have been we went and did something fun and they just mm. tell the story. Okay. But for me it was the the hiring process was way more fun than the London itself. Oh, absolutely. Because mm. instead of going for a whole month, oh, in a month you'll hear someone will win a trip and mm-hmm. that's all that happens for yeah, a month. Yeah. It was like today's applicants are so-and-so and so-and-so and we've got your journalistic assignment and you're going to go off and do this and come back tomorrow and if you do a good job, you'll be in the running. So we had a whole yeah. month's worth of applicants and build-ups and find-up, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff, yeah. which yeah. for me was hey, worth Ryan more than the prize. Hey, Ryan and the team, I'm in the hospital where the, um, the <laughs> princess is. Um. <laughs> well, we did one about would you be good under pressure yeah. and we lit these people on fire and got this, the fire brigade to like light them up and then spray them with hoses and they'll be like, quick, now do a 30-second report about fill in the blank. You really did oh, that. Yeah. Is yeah. that video? Did you, did you watch Jules Lund's show reel? 
Because that's the <laughs> opening <laughs> that's line. Right, that's the opening scene in Jules Lund's show reel. That's him on fire. Ah, ah, ah. Hello, sir. Would you like your steak medium? <laughs> well done. <laughs> Is that what yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a good scene. I just I feel like it's a very who dares wins. Oh, we did the most who dares wins. We got these people driving blindfolded, which just screams <laughs> who dares wins all over. Or and it was super easy in a Tesla. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, and they and we did a wedding. We gave away actually two weddings. One was just the cash and another was we built it. Like people just called in and were like, yeah, I'm a florist. I'll do the flowers and someone else called it. So we actually accumulated a whole wedding uh, on the show. And for free, were people just – or did you guys actually fund well, the florist? what happened or? was that the – these people won. It was, there was two finalists, and one of the couples won this wedding. Yeah. And the other couple, the grandfather was about to pass away, and the whole idea was they wanted to get this wedding done quick so Grandpa mm. could make it. And so Perth just kind of like felt sorry for these guys who didn't win. Mm. And so it was sort of that. Oh, we heard their story. We've and so yeah, everyone. The venue said you can use our venue for free. How did it go? A florist said we'll do the flowers for free. Mm. A driver said we'll do it. And so, and that almost, I don't know the actual value, but I oh, think. Oh, Derek. Screw to Derek. <laughs> I think the runners up did a better job. I got more than the winners oh, in the end. Mate, yeah. this is always the case. Guy Sebastian yeah. and Shannon Noel. Um, Who won that? Uh, as, I said, as I said yeah. that, I was like, hang on. Who won? Guy Sebastian won because the Did song he? was and Angels Sh- Brought Me Here. Then Shannon Noel a few years later was like the, the guy. guy. And then Guy's like He's come back actually, around. That's so true. Yeah. Actually, I heard someone mentioning um, uh, who came third. She had- Ambrosiano? No, no, no. Polini? No. <laughs> uh, Constantina? Yeah, Constantina. I was in the what lift happened? at an airport with her, but no, someone was talking about. Um, I've never been in an airport with a lift. Really? Yeah, no, I, I was on one. Yeah, there is one. Airport? Sydney Airport? Uh, no, it was in Melbourne. Uh, there was, I just remember like a luggage or whatever if you wanted to go from arrivals to departures or something. Yeah, right. Mm. Um, no. Uh, and how was Constantine Constantine doing? <laughs> no, she, she um, the, the, that was years ago that I saw her, but do you remember she was the nodules one? She. Um, oh, yeah. Couldn't she had nodules more, yeah. on her. Thing. Her throat yeah. was fucked. Yeah, that's a good story. In a non-technical sense, yeah. term. Yeah, yeah, great story. It's a daily talk show. <laughs> um, so uh, what's on for Christmas? What are you doing? Um, I'm in Melbourne for a few days. Yeah. Uh, so Do you feel the pressure of having to catch up with everyone? A little bit, yeah, because I... It's sort of like, well, if I don't see everyone now, then mm. I, I don't know when I'll see him next. Obviously, mm-hmm. the Daily Talk Show is my first stop. Very, when yeah, back in and then what is it? Studio 10? Where do you always go? You <laughs> oh, yeah. This is the first time I've come here not having just been on TV. Yeah, that's right. That's a real shame. Uh, so, no, but do you, um, are you a social guy? Are you like 2019? I'm caring less about social awkwardness and just being like, yeah, all good. Like, but does that mean that I go to more things without care and just, enjoy it and have the moment or does it just mean mean me saying no i've got the opposite of fomo which is fear of going to something and it's shit yeah i'd rather stay home yeah Mm. the Um, yomo i like my i don't know if a lot of creative people i get a lot of my creativity by my alone time and stuff so if i don't get alone time i get to be nancy i feel the same way do you think it's a bit of a cop-out though teach do you feel like it's a cop-out you're the extrovert of the team uh do i like going to no i've become more like that especially with the family i like to sort of just Chill. But do you think, I know Brie sort of eye rolls, like if we've ever got anything on, there's always like a little bit of selling that she has to do. Well, I think it's the, it's, it's almost, it's the equivalent of a negative mindset where you, you go dark straight away. But is it negative? Got something on, you know, it's like, uh, it's automatically gone there. Yeah. Whereas it's not open to it and then going, okay, well, why couldn't that work? It's hard to switch out of that though. My old man's like that. 
He's fucking. He wants to get out of there. <sighs> Time to go. Don't would your d- Would your dad be the type that would um, go to bed while the guests are still yeah. there? You know, there's, there's <laughs> yeah. those guys. Yeah, yeah I, I've okay. done that a couple right. of times. Right, not well, everyone. I'm fine once I get like so many times. I'm like, oh, I better turn up. I'll have one beer and drive mm-hmm. home, and then a week later, I'll be like, fuck, my car's still at that place. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I haven't had that though. Yeah. I I feel the problem with being holding things at your house, which we don't do a lot because mm. we've got a small place, but we have done a couple of times, and there has been moments where I'm like, guys, I'm just gonna head off to bed. Mm. It's like my house is the my space, my only place in this world that is mine and it's like where I rest yeah. and I can fucking be myself. And when people are over, it's like we're not the queen. You, you, no one can leave the table until the queen's finished yeah, eating yeah. or no one can finish eating until the queen's finished eating. And so... Unless you're sharing hot chips. Is that true? Uh, no. There is some weird rules probably, with Queen. Probably. Ryan probably knows. It's a radio thing, isn't Apparently it? Apparently <laughs> she... Here we go. We've got our correspondent. We've got yeah, our royal correspondent. When she finishes, they clear the whole table. Okay. And charades is the thing that you have to keep playing charades until she's decided she's done. So what if you're sitting around playing charades, like you don't, you don't say, oh, anyway, better get going. Everyone plays charades until the Queen is done charading. And she likes charades. That's her thing. Christmas time, everyone in the family gets together and plays charades. Oh. That is. I was thinking we we were driving down the street just before, actually to deliver the ham to Rob, and we saw this guy. We saw this guy, and Josh just goes, "This Santa," (laughs) and then we got closer, and it was a dude who was slightly podgy. He was fat. He was fat, long grey hair. He had. What do you call them? Suspenders? Red suspenders. Red suspenders and over a white a beard. shirt. So he wasn't dressed as Santa. This was no. just a guy in his everyday kind of get <laughs> up. In Josh December. Said, Josh said, fuck, you'd hate this time of year, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> well, or he's just asking for it. Like you don't rock around if you are. Oh, look at what he was wearing. Am yeah, I right, Josh? Yeah. If you're wearing red suspenders, there's a bit of, oh, I like this. You deserve time. it, do you? Yeah. You deserve I think it. So. Okay. Well, it would be hard. Old, grey-haired, long, fat dudes at this time of year. We even saw one. It was a month ago. He could have been. It was almost homeless vibes, but a bit too well together. When he was he, laying down, he was on laying the down. Square. And you were like, "That's definitely Secret Santa." And it's a radio competition. It's a radio competition. I thought you got to push his belly button, and fucking <laughs> Kyle Sanderlands will jump out, and you've won a, won a million bucks or something. I love the idea of something that you have to go do something to a stranger to win, because I love the stories of people doing it yes. to people who weren't. So imagine, it, like, all you have to do is go up to the fat guy and say. Are you the Kiss FM fat guy? <laughs> yeah. And you win the prize. Yeah. And you can imagine all the yeah. stories going, Oh, are you the Kiss FM fat guy? And, the, and the, just a regular fat guy's like, No, but what are you saying? <laughs> yeah, that would be great. It's too, is there too many rules? Like in radio now, is there a lot of rules around? Like, are you conscious of. Depends things. what company. We're talking to Dan DeBooth about this a little bit. Were we? About the whole, like, uh, you, can't, you can't do that anymore. Can't do. Is that what you're talking oh, about? Oh, the prank no? calls. We get to, it depends which company. So the uh, ooh, <laughs> the company I'm with now is terrified of doing anything. Yeah. So we're often like, oh, no, legal said this. And some of the smallest things, it's like, oh, legal preferred us to do it this way. And I'm like, why did we even talk to what legal it, about doing it? Like, what is a good example that you can share of an idea <sighs> that then has been shifted based on legal? Oh, every idea is shifted at some stage. Yeah. yeah. Very rarely is it the, the best really? version. that It's like everything you want to do is like, oh, here's the watered down thing that we're allowed to do. What's an like, example? Oh, like everything we do. We used to, I remember <laughs> we nearly dropped uh, Jules Lund off like a big crane into water. 
Uh, to legit go into the water. Yeah, so but no he was, he was no going to wear right. like a black... He was going to be blacked out. Not well, black face, black out. Blacked out. As in, yeah, like a mask. Yes. He was going to take it off. He was going to be 20 metres up. Yeah. And so we, we even did like the stunt the stunt diver and stuff was like going in to check the conditions under wow. the water of what it was like. But they ended up... They couldn't get it insured. Mm. My yeah, um, well, Actually, just the Royal Reporter that I was talking about before... Yeah. Uh, we weren't allowed to use the word hire or job because uh, of all these reasons. And can't work overseas. Well, no, it's just like if you're offering a job, you have to give them a full-time job. Uh, and I was like, no, just give them a job for two weeks. Like yeah. It's a two-week job. That's so what, what did you call for. it? I don't know, but by the time you over it, you have to explain why you're yeah. explaining it a certain way. Yeah. Then you're like, yeah. fuck, like, I've lost interest. <laughs> like it's... And when, you, when you're doing a thing about hiring someone and you can't use the word job or hiring. Yeah. It's the it's royal hard, yeah. sole trader <laughs> coming in. Yeah. How's your ABN number? Because <laughs> my whole thing was everyone gives away something to win. Let's hire someone. That's the point of difference. Yeah. Like great point of difference. Mm. We're going to do it. However, can't use the word hire. I'm can't sorry. promise a job. We have to say you're winning a prize. I'm like, well, the whole point was to do something different to <laughs> winning a prize. I'm like, yeah, cool. That's what we're going to do. However, we just need a word like this. <laughs> win a prize. And we're like, prize. okay, right. So that doesn't really... Makes sense, but if the legal team says that's what's best, so then yeah. that's what we do. Uh, when are you back on air? When does uh, that happen? Radio gets a pretty good break, so we finished two weeks ago and we're back in late March. No, I think it's what? mid-January. Late March? That's a joke. Probably. It's yeah. probably mid-January, mid-January, I think. I think we had six weeks off. Are you um, Life of Ryan? What's what's the latest podcast stuff that you're doing? Uh, the, it's going to change seasons. a little bit in the new year. Yeah, so it's going to be a new one next year. Okay, what is it? Give uh, us a... Uh, I don't know exactly what it's called yet, but essentially it's just going to be uh, more regular and more like radio because it's going to be where all my pitched ideas for the show that didn't get up go onto the podcast. A little bit more sort of raunchy. A little oh, bit not even more raunchy, sort of but just actually existing yeah. really. And, no um, legal required. No legal. And the podcast I just did was really was good, Life Ryan, but it was very hands-on and I had like co-hosts and... Uh, you know, guys helping with the audio and Moving I found parts. that I was spending more time managing the working parts than mm-hmm. the actually doing the podcast, sure. which you guys probably had jobs like that where you're like, oh, I want to just do the job, not all the organizing. So yeah. it'll probably just be a bit more of me with some sprinkles of other people rather than trying to find everyone who can get to the studio at one time. Yeah. So Life Ryan will probably just finish and uh-huh. then, or like the season. And you're going to use the same uh, RSS feed and stuff? I think so yeah, because I went, well. I went for a while of doing a new podcast every year, but then you start at zero every mm, year. Mm. i got zero subscribers, zero listens, so I think it's easier to just roll on. And as long as it's not too different because you can't go, oh, I'm, I'm into travel, so everyone subscribe to my travel thing and then you're like, oh, no, this year I'm, I'm teaching you parenting tricks because mm. you can't assume it's the same audience. Yeah. So it has to be similar enough to use the same feed, but it, it will be just more of the how it's made will be a lot different. Mm. But, yeah, but I've only really finished working today, so radio finished okay. a few weeks ago. So you've got you, – you just yeah. – Wrapping, wrapping up that. Well, I had a few now. video jobs that I yeah. just finished up. Uh-huh. Today was the last. Because you did a bunch of horse stuff. Yes, I was the <laughs> reporter at large for the spring racing carnival. Yeah, which was a couldn't real fun say job. he had a job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wasn't hired. Yeah, no, I actually was hired and did have a job. What were the deliverables? What did you have to deliver? Uh, videos. Yeah, and I just said, oh, I don't really want to make ads. Here's what I've done before, and I can make stuff like this, but filmed at the track. And they just went, yeah, do whatever you want. Were they like five thirty second clips for social, or um, it was yeah, well, the videos for Facebook, and then smaller snippets for Insta because mm-hmm. obviously Insta's only sixty seconds. Um, and yeah, it was five or six videos over five or six. So I was one a week for the Spring Carnival, but then I filmed 
they were like, oh, I just come every Saturday. And, f- and I was like, no, I'll come for the first two Saturdays and film. Oh, great. You're in Yeah. And then I'm done. Oh, awesome. That's and then just over, the, just release them week by week sort of thing. I'm missing your uh, content not being on social media. Oh, yeah, he's off. Because I'm off. So what I've do ret- you think? I've, ret- I've retired you- from Why? social media. Uh, I've just decided. <laughs> he doesn't quite know. No, I've, no, no he knows. The, 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 I just... I'm, I sort of feel like I can't talk about it until I've done it for a year. But the idea is I feel like I need to focus on deep work and producing big bits of content. I agree. Um, um, however, here's the thing. Sometimes there's new trends and changes and if you don't know about them and then you're off selling stuff, mm. they're like the, the last thing you want to happen to you is that a client goes, Josh, we've got 50 grand. We want you to make this thing similar to that new thing that everyone's doing. And you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. That's when I Josh turn probably to Tommy. Tell, you'd probably tell him to get fucked anyway. Well, I, I mean, if, you want, if you're working with someone that's just saying, do what everyone else is do yeah, what I'm doing. Like there's a new yeah. style of film. There's a new style. Yeah. I think hopefully I can keep up to date just with my, uh, just being online. But have you got much of a website presence? Can I just go to ryanjohn.com can, or some and shit? there's not much on there. Can you fix that? It's like a feed. It's a Tumblr, isn't so it? So I can it's just a, go it's to It's an old Tumblr, but there's no Tumblr. porn on it, so it still yeah, exists. No porn, yeah. <laughs> um, but what <laughs> I found was Jesus, instead of that being... That was full of porn a while ago. I know. I, when you're on Facebook, um, I was like, I want to keep people entertained on Facebook. I don't want to use Facebook as a way to get someone to something else. Yeah. So It's not a pushing mechanism, you know. Yeah, and so... Um, I was like, if it's Facebook, I just want to entertain people on Facebook. If it's Instagram, I want to put photos on Instagram. I don't want to use all the platforms to just send people to other platforms. Yeah, sure. So that's why the website has kind of left it behind. I, I think Ryan's a great example that sort of challenges your thinking around this social mm. media stuff. I feel like you're spread across majority of them. Well, I po- read a book the other day. It was Roxy Dejanko's new book, by the way. Oh, um, yeah? I saw she was on your show. She was on our show. She's great. What's and it called? Sweaty Betty PR. Is that her business? That's her. She's got many businesses. She's doing pretty well for herself. But her whole thing was if you try to be on every platform, you'll kill yourself and you'll start watering down your stuff find the one or two mm, that, you're re- that you're really good at mm-hmm. and just make them great because if you try to be on everything – if you don't have a Gary V team of 26 yeah. people mm. helping you cut stuff, you kind of got to focus on a couple. And for me, that's going to be which a couple of my couple, you know. What do you think well, it's going to be? Well, I'm looking right now, 220, 220,000 likes on your Facebook page. Facebook page. So Facebook kind of has to be one just because of the number. But does it? But does it? That's well, that's it would I think seem that- irresponsible because the thing is I've got nothing to lose. I've got 1,700 yeah. followers on Instagram. It's not going to hurt me. I've nearly by the um, you know, like we'll uh, we're nearly at fifteen thousand downloads this month for our podcast. Yep. If you think about how many people we're reaching, it's like my Instagram audience is like ten percent mm. of what we reach on the podcast already, yep. and people are actually consuming it. Um, so yeah, do you do you think that you need to go for that big audience because you've got it there? Uh, I don't feel like I need to, but it's more like I spent so much time building it up. It yeah. almost feels like a waste to, to let sure. it go. And uh, and they are genuinely like interested in my story mm. and stuff like that. Um, but I got to be careful not to like spam it. Yeah. Um, but does spamming at work? Have you tried posting a shit ton? Does it have diminishing returns? Sometimes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so Facebook. I think this last year you just post anything and off it goes. But now it's like when the algorithm changes and stuff, you really got to make sure of it. Whereas Instagram, I'd say, is more consistent. Nothing will take off and go viral, but then nothing will sort of die. It'll just, it's just be sort consistent. of consistent. Yeah. And then so YouTube, I've 
this is probably the one I'm going to just not worry about because I feel like it's its own beast mm-hmm. and you either got to commit and mm. you be a YouTuber for five years and really be in the YouTube community or you can, I think you feel like you can't just chuck something up there every couple of weeks and not... Could you though? Like, is I wonder if the difference between... This isn't necessarily my thinking, but is the rationale that's like, oh, well... If it's easy just to chuck something up every two weeks, maybe you're better off just chucking it up than not posting at all. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I feel like you've got to make it for the platform. So if I make a quick fun video for Instagram that's 20, 30 seconds... Mm-hmm. That it won't translate. That on yeah. YouTube, it just feels a bit weird. Mm. And vice versa. You put a 15-minute sort of story on Facebook, I can't imagine too many people watching the whole thing. So mm. that's where it's for me. It's like, yeah, Ryan, stop trying to do everything for everyone and just pick your little... So Facebook, that's Facebook, one. Facebook and probably Instagram, I reckon. Twitter is just long gone for yeah. me. I rarely use that and then podcast. But even the podcast, I see that as a, almost a practice and a learning for the radio job. Mm. Without, like no one could listen to that. And I'm like, as long as it's just exercising my radio skills and ideas, you know, the creativity whole, who's the James Altitude, like yeah, yeah. create lots of ideas and get better at it. So yeah. for me, that'll be mm. Well, you've already, you're doing that. You're doing a podcast every single day, every week day. Essentially, which is the with, radio show. With your, your yeah, radio but show. I, yeah, I think there's a bit more room to do some stuff. There, do, so. do you think the radio stations? Do you get a sense that there's any pushback on stop spending your time on doing a podcast? You've got a fucking no, radio never. show, never. Well, but that's because I'm in the position where I've, they've never said you're not putting in enough time and effort to the radio. Yeah. I'm sure, that, and I've been there for the opposite, um, where people are like, "You've got a radio show and a job yeah. and a salary, start putting in." Like I've yeah. been there, not for me, but like yeah. I've seen other people. Of work with have to have that chat, but you've got all there's this no one energy. at my work that works harder than or spends more time doing work than I do. So I, I'd be they'd be very rich yeah. to have that chat with me. I would have thought. Yeah, mm. yeah. And it's more the other way around. I'm like, I'm making this stuff. If you want it, you can have it, but you probably won't. So I'll just put it over here. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, so they can have any of the content they want. How do you how do you sort of draw a line between this is good for radio, this is good for the podcast? Um, we sort of pitch it up in the radio producers meeting and then if they don't take it, you'll sort of write it I think down. so. Well, yeah, but I think I've I just got to start making it because I know it's like if you, the more ideas you have, if you don't use them, you just stop having mm. the ideas because yeah. you're like, oh, what's the point? Yeah. Mm. Hence why I'm going to sort of use the podcast as that. Like I'm going to make it either way. Mm-hmm. If you guys want it, you can have it. If not, no problem either. Um, what, what stops you from putting out something? Like for instance, I think – for me, I've grappled with the thought that I don't have a niche or I'm not specific about this. I don't I'm know what same. I'm talking yeah. to. And so that can c- create a bit of a confusion. So sometimes it's literally just going, you're thinking stupid. Your thinking is stupid because you've had some success before. Yep. So just put it out. What, what is it for you? Well, actually, a really great example of just what we're talking about is my friend Dave who ran 300 kilometres in five days. Mm, beast. Uh, yep. You came over to his house, Tommy. Yeah. We filmed this really nice little three-minute video. The video does all right online. They were sitting on about $1,500 for two months, money raised. And in 24 hours, they raised another 20 grand. Mm. So that video was like a really good investment. Um, I did a podcast episode about it. And so the combination of those two things made about 20 grand for charity. I pitched it to the radio show and they just didn't get around to it. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so at first I was real pissed because I was like, I can't believe the show didn't run this thing. Mm. And then Bridget, my partner, was like, you raised more money than you hoped. The video went wild online. Channel 7 ran it nationally. You haven't lost. Like yeah. they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. all you wanted her to do is listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> um, and so she she's told like, you what to do. Yeah. So she's like, well, she's like, you don't have to, she's like, don't feel 
annoyed that they didn't run it. They should yeah. be annoyed that they didn't get it. Yeah. And so I guess the filter for that one was like, it was just a great story and I wanted to tell it. And I thought it was the best way to raise the most money possible. Mm. Um, Did you say, the, oh, yeah, yeah, I was just going to say ideas, like people knocking back, taking some. It's, it, is, it doesn't make sense. All they had to do was say yes and they could have claimed they raised 30 grand for a cause. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And give it three minutes. Well, I mean, <laughs> this is your know. pushback, Josh, yeah. on people who are selling ideas. Yeah, I don't know. I think that the uh, yeah, I wrote a blog post at joshjansen.com. dot <laughs> um, Just a, just about ideas are, are cheap. Ideas ideas are nothing without execution. So we shouldn't put any emphasis on ideas. We should put it's it on, on doing it. Yeah, I think that the the idea is. I can't. Remember, what what did I actually say? What was my thought it's, around it's it? Your bring it up. Right? Uh, yeah, bring it bring up. It. But those, I hundred percent agree. I could sit here at the end of the year and be like, "Oh, I was going to do this charity thing, but the station said no, so I didn't," mm. and be bitter. Or I could call Tommy and go, "Mate, station's not interested, so we're yeah. going to do it ourselves." And we had a great win. It's, I'll read, read Josh. Yes. Do you want me to read it out in my voice, like an audio book? Yeah, true. Yeah, that's right. Like that. yeah. Here we go. I'll do this like a Seth Godin. All ideas just read as Josh. All ideas are bad. This is a, a Josh. Headline. This is a Josh Jansen esque. All ideas are bad. Uh, this is by Josh Jansen <laughs> from the December third, twenty eighteen. The person who says there's no such thing as a bad idea has obviously never put a knife in a plugged in toaster to flick out a jammed pop tart. There are bad ideas. In fact, I reckon every idea starts that way. An idea is like a check yet to be signed. The value with all of its zeros, all of its potential riches, but a signature short. The signature is the commitment, a willingness to take action, a crack at making the idea happen. Be sceptical of ideas, people. Ideas are hunches and assumptions. Ideas don't make you rich and they don't make you clever. Ideas are blank worthless checks until they're signed. Mm. I like it. I like it and this is exactly why my 2019 podcast will exist because Mm -hmm. I don't want to be the guy who finishes up at the end of the year and be like, oh, but look at these great ideas in my notebook. I want to be like, here's the episodes, go listen and if someone doesn't want them, then someone else will Yeah, and uh, that's how a lot of, even client work is a lot of stuff that I've pitched to the station. They've gone, oh, I really can't be bothered so I pitched to someone else and they Mm. pay for it. I'm like, oh, this is great. Well, ideas, I feel like it's the equivalent of the same people who say I'm a writer, I'm a filmmaker, I'm a this, I'm a that. The person who's obsessed with the term, the noun or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Is it a noun? Is that a... Mr. 97's nodding. Yeah. Uh, You should be focusing on the actual what Austin Cleon talks about it. You should actually be focusing on doing the work. So rather than being obsessed with I'm a writer, that's what I do, or Mm. I'm an entrepreneur. It's actually like, okay, if you're Mm. a writer, how much are you actually writing? (laughs) And I can catch myself for being like, I'm a reader. I read. And it's like I need to make sure and I buy books. I've got a lot. Of, have you seen how many Amazon? You've been buying a lot. You need to slow the fuck down. I'm just trying to slow with the buying. I think increase should, with the reading. Mate, well, there should be a minimalist approach with books. Buy only one unless buy, you, read yeah, it. you only buy another one if you've read it. Well, that's I think the, definitely how I feel about it. I think that I my my thought about just it, put his hand up again I just and realise as he, well, he's actually like, you've got five minutes in the corner, well, mate. I've no, got myself. No, what I was just gonna <laughs> what I was just going to say was I um. Uh, there's so many books. Like I wanted to say, I wanted to basically be able to be like, this is my year of thinking. This is what I want to be focusing on. Mm. 
the buying of the book is the focus on this thing is important. I want to learn about this thing. Mm. And then now it's like the we're talking about the lead versus lag goals uh, and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, and I yeah. want to be at a point where it's like, okay, I need to be reading 20 pages a day rather than saying I want to fucking read 50 books a year. And yeah. so by focusing on and that 20 metric, pages a day, it I'm doesn't matter what book more. it is, yeah. you're reading a lot more. On the, the ideas thing. Yeah. There's a when you like ideas aren't like being an ideas person is worthless unless you do them. Mm-hmm. Does that then put more emphasis on the people who are around you? For instance, if you're a two man business, yeah. uh, one of you is the ideas man mm-hmm. and the other one is a great executor, does yeah. that therefore be a good combination? Yeah, I think it, I think uh, we're definitely interchangeable, yeah. not for you stuff. specifically. Yeah, well, I think the thing of, is yeah. it's that whole like uh, uh, one plus. One should equal three, more not than, two. Which is more than two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, also, yeah. and I think that um, within a partnership, that's why you're doing it. So, partnership is you're not necessarily whole on you. Like you yeah. might be able to do a bunch of things on your own, but together you're more powerful. Yeah, because mm. I think when you, ideas people, there's a lot of great creative ideas mm. people who are really terribly organized and sloppy on getting stuff done. But then there's a lot of people who want to be in the same business and radio is one of them. There's really organized and really driven, but they just don't have that unique thinking brain. Whereas if you team them up with find those right two people and put them together, yeah. then mm-hmm. that could be a, a real winning combo. And I think most of the good combos, when you sort of think about that, those, you know, what are you, not values, but skills they have off air, then maybe some ideas are good mm. and your blog is wrong. Well, it's a, <laughs> all, all ideas are bad. I, I don't see that as you saying that for anyone who tries to pride themselves on ideas. I think you're taking a... Uh, I just, it's great headlines. You're, ta- yeah, yeah, no, what, no, you're going no, another layer. Ryan's new podcast is essentially what have been deemed bad ideas because they didn't get up on the radio show that you've got. But it doesn't mean that you then take can't take those But Ryan's been podcast isn't good yet until he's done it. Exactly, but the and whole the premise of the podcast no, is doing bad ideas essentially because no, you're doing ideas that bad, didn't make it. Well, I think why didn't they make it then? Well, that's so that's subject- before, ideas are subjective, right? Because I don't someone- think it's a quality of just getting around to actually doing it. Yeah. I think that I I stand by the that thing around ideas because I think that it is a, um, it's a means to an idea is a means to a thing. Yeah, and without the thing, it's without worthless. the thing, it's fucking worthless. I so mean, you could yeah. say, uh, it, it's it's hard to sort of explain, I guess. But I, I think like if if you're um, if you're planning a trip or whatever, the I'm gonna contradict myself. Maybe it's a bit of a paradox, right? Because in some regards, the uh, the reason you plan a trip is to go on the trip and to do the trip. And so until you actually do the trip, it's it hasn't come to fruition. Yep. In saying that, there's also a lot of joy in planning the trip. Yep. So there is a bunch of fun in the ideation. Mm. However, if you love traveling and you only are ever in the planning stage, do you love traveling... Or do you just love the idea or you of traveling? Should be working at flight center. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I think that that's probably the identifying bit. Is it's like, do you, um, yeah, do you like making the idea or whatever, or do you? Because there are some jobs where the outcome, the thing that you need to do, is is the idea. If you are a screenwriter, 
essentially the idea is, I mean, you could look at it a bunch of ways. The screenplay is that that could be the, the idea. finished piece. Yeah, that could, but that's idea. also the that is also in some regards a finished piece, but also the film's a finished piece. Yeah, true. Yeah, well, I was thinking when you were saying that about being a, a monologue writer for like the Tonight Show. Yeah, whereas we could sit around here and write a joke, and you go. What a waste of time. But mm. if that joke is then read out by Jimmy Fallon and you got paid two grand for one joke, even though you did exactly the same thing, mm. it's a very different Is outcome. that why people get paid? There's some people, they're called faxes because back in the day you'd fax them in. Oh, but wow. they've got a writing team, but then mm. there's got a bunch of fa- faxes and they'll just send out, hey, this week we're talking about Trump, yeah. Halloween and yeah. whatever. And you just write zingers and fax them in. And if they use it, you just get paid per that's joke. My there's a couple mate, of Aussie dudes. Yeah. Yeah, oh, my mate Simon Taylor. Simon that's Taylor. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So wrote we'll, for Leno. Yeah, we'll, um, Le- he wrote for Leno. Yeah, so wow. we'll have him on the podcast He's in great. the next he, few months. Yeah. I've met him when we were both working community radio like six or seven years ago. Yeah. And he was like a magician at that stage. He's doing tricks and yeah, stuff. Yeah, he still does magician stuff. Yeah, and, he, and I reckon he's great. I've loved watching his stuff. Yeah. We uh, just missed him from our, when we were in LA. Oh, he was the, there. The week after, he's like, I'm, I'm here. He did a disappearing trick in What's an idea that was deemed bad that you've had by other people? Or even one that you've oh, done doing, that other on, people... On the street videos were not okayed by multiple radio stations and then I do a few anyway I'm like well I'll just do it on my own page and then suddenly Merry Christmas sorry just got some people from uh, conspiracy Jimmy's business walking past who's who's locking the door who would have have a fair bit of security Um, still in there yeah so in Canberra like you can't go out in the streets and interview drunk people late at night Uh, by law no, the station was like, it's just, oh, they've been drinking. Banking it's not a good idea. Yeah. And the story was about, they were bringing in lockout laws. And I was yeah. like, well, there's no point interviewing grannies at 10 a.m. In, yeah. in the morning about the people it affects, the people who are out at two in the morning. So there's yeah. the people whose opinions I want. Yeah. So they were like, you can't interview people when they're drunk. Then I did it. It took off online. And I was like, I'm going to go again. And they're like, oh, but if you do it again, it has to be on the station page and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you said no to it last time, <laughs> like two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. And the same's happened at Hit. They've said no to things and other people have taken it. Um, the thing with Dave, like I said, the station just didn't get around to it and it raised 25 grand for a charity and they just couldn't be bothered. Um, mm. Like most stuff on my Facebook page is stuff that people haven't – and my Facebook mm. page does a lot better than the I station think, stuff does. There's yeah. some, I think there's some real reward in not taking people's, uh, I guess, thoughts on your ideas negatively but sometimes as it's something not, really it's a bad, Sometimes it's a bad idea and other times it's like, oh, we just – we don't want to send the video out yeah. to help or we, we don't have time to edit it or some people just don't get it mm. as well like the yeah. thing is that if you if you are prof- a professional who knows their shit yeah sometimes like i wrote a blog post about this like you can be the exception like i think that what we do is what he's trying to say is he wants to read it out yeah no yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna read it out but the um mr nice have really all ideas that. are bad <laughs> all that by josh jansen yeah. read <laughs> By me, Josh Jansen. Yeah. This is Audible. Random House Audio presents <laughs> How to Win Friends and Influence People. By, by, okay, I've done that. Yeah, um, I couldn't say Dale Carnegie. Uh, being the exception, yeah. I think that there, if you are, um, if you are doing something different, if you go and ask producers or people like different people within any sort of context, hey, should I do this thing? Mm. What are they going to do? They're just going to look back and see if it's worked previously. Yeah. They're going to see, is there any risks with this? It's sort of, you can't really go anywhere yeah. with it. We pitched an idea weekly and got told no weekly and then yeah. someone else did it and it took off and, the, and then the station was like, oh, you can do it now. 
Yeah. And we're like, well, it's been done. We yeah. don't want to do it anymore. And so that's and we the, did do it. We copied and it was t- it didn't work. And I think that that's the the benefit of being an individual is that just like I can take this risk, and with the risk comes a reward. So being like, I actually think this is going to work. I'm going going to do it. Can I get deep with you here? Yeah. This mm-hmm. one guy who was fucked on acid one night. This I was an accountant, and I was thinking of quitting my accountant job mm-hmm. to move to Thailand to do radio full time. So you weren't the guy on acid. I wasn't the guy on acid. Okay. And Where I, did I hear your whole? That was super yeah. interesting. And I said, like, this is the riskiest thing ever. Like, I've got this high-paying finance job. I'm kind of set for life. All I need to do is just keep this job, and I'm set. And he mm-hmm. said, sometimes not taking a risk is the biggest risk of all. <laughs> and I was it's like, fuck, you're right. And when yeah. you're saying that, the fire fucking, yeah, what exactly. do you call and it? How many, Limbo stick? Limbo how many stick? radio stations are going to play it safe for the next 10 years and not yeah. be existing mm. in 20 mm. because they didn't take a risk? What is the big risk is them playing it safe mm. and not existing mm. in a decade or two. Well, I guess the other thing too is uh, how little digital was on the radar. Are you calling? Was, did you hear that? Uh, yeah, I just touched yeah. my phone when I was getting fired up about the risk but, but, thing and then yeah, I think yeah. I called someone. No, but I did hear... No, it was his phone. Yeah, it was phone. your phone. Yeah. You, who were you calling? Was, was it like, Brody hey, Green, Siri, call... head of Nova Imaging. Okay, that's a... That's <laughs> his thoughts on it. Um, <laughs> but I think there's definitely... Um, if I think about uh, radio in 2012 and how digital was seen then and I'm just like, just seeing that experience... Mm. I'm just like, uh, what is it called uh, when the guy always lies and you don't trust him anymore? Pinocchio. No, it wasn't Pinocchio. The guy who always lies. Not Robin Hood. The guy with the sheep? Little Red Riding Hood. Oh, the boy who cried wolf. Yes. (laughs) It's like my son, the boy who cried poo. Yeah. He doesn't need a poo. The boy who cried wolf. it's, It's a bit like boy who cried wolf in some regards where I'm like, you guys didn't prioritize it now. Like you're, you're thinking this way now. Why yeah. should we trust you now to make all of these decisions around innovation? Did you, I think that so many companies are just mm. catching up. They're not on the they're not doing the innovative thing. They're actually they're in a corner. The fact that they're doing it, only doing it now. The fact that podcasting is like ah, oh, we're excited about podcasting now. Like I don't celebrate that. I don't see that as a celebration because I just see that like. I see podcasting in 2004 and then I see what uh, certain networks are talking about with podcasting now and talking as if they're the figureheads of it or that they're fucking some heroes for getting onto this thing. Yeah. It's like, guys, you have entered the arena. How many, how many years is that? T- uh, 14 years <laughs> after this thing and there's been you've had you've been putting your radio shows on say for 10 years or, or whatever it is and now it's become that like I don't think we should be be celebrating that I think that radio networks were so slow off the ground and I hope that independent uh, creators can see the um, uh, benefits of well, podcasting radio had a a very unfair advantage in podcasting that they, as you said, did not take. Yeah. Um, there's apart from Hamish Nanny who are podcast only now. Yeah. Like, there's no radio shows in the top hundred podcasts. Mm. Very rarely. Yeah. Um, and like you said, a huge head start. All they needed to do was chuck it on and yeah. market it. And so that's why I just find like I I struggle with that, which is like 
not eye rolling every time because it's like I also think that oh, this the, kid reckons podcasting will be bigger. Oh, here we go. Yeah, it's just like the competitive <laughs> the competitive advantage is just like uh, reduce, 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 reduce to a point where it's like I don't see what radio stations what advantage they have. They talk about content and all that sort of thing, but it's like the um, the talent pipeline now. You don't have to like. Uh, you can pick yourself and be doing that and be making the thing that you want to do rather than waiting to be picked by one of these networks. Yeah, well, that's what if you guys... Oh, sorry, you guys heard of... <laughs> All right, mate. I was the Wolf girls Wolf? from Shameless, the I, podcast. Uh, yes, yeah. So they were pitching to Mamma Mia and they were mm-hmm. pitching to other people and they just picked themselves and said, yeah. oh, well, actually, we don't need to wait for you to say, yes, we're just going to do it. And it's mm. like, it yeah. seems and like the simplest big, thing ever. And a massive uh, fuck you to Mamma Mia. Like for them, like, yeah. like sh- Shameless being like, look, like we... Because Shameless, like uh, uh, Michelle and Zara was, were pitching it and they were saying we want to be um, on like the talent. We yep. want to be on the show, we want to do the show. And they were basically told mm. uh, maybe you'll get the show but you'll never be the ones hosting mm. it. We'll have people on it. And they've just gone, done it. They picked themselves. They picked themselves mm. and now it's like I love when they screen, they do screen grabs of how their podcast is going in the charts and you see where their old bosses are sitting on the charts. You see where they're doing, and it they're above yeah, it. Yeah. They don't work for Mamma Mia, no. And I mean, Solid. You, you guys, Solid. you guys picked. Well, they both quit. They both worked for them. Yeah, yeah. pitched it to them, and mm-hmm. then they said, "Okay, we'll leave and do it on our own." Yeah. And you guys obviously picked yourselves mm-hmm. the number one podcast on Easy Street Collingwood. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yep. Outside yep. of uh, Scooter Derrick, <laughs> outside of the big ones, obviously. Depends who you ask. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, it is. How do you reconcile the picking yourself thing within an industry that? is all about being picked? Um, well, it's sort of similar to the ideas before in that uh, I'm not going to wait for someone else to pick the ideas. Mm. I'm going to pick them and it just, it's just a matter of where it ends up, but it's still going to get picked. Mm. Um, and so I think, yeah, it's really easy to blame other people and I do it all the time and go, mm. oh, it's fucked and this is fucked. And it's like, well, get over yourself, man. If you want to see your idea, then you just make it yeah. and don't complain. It's empowering. It is. It's also terrifying. Yeah. Um, and for me, it's forced me to learn some skills or pay for some outside skills, which mm. is always a risk. But again, if, you, if you're doing it, you're doing it. I feel like I was way less of a cockhead and arrogant like maybe seven years ago when I thought these things. But I think that now that I've seen – I feel like I've lived it now mm. enough to be able to be like all these things – like when big companies are thinking certain ways and doing certain things, you're like – they must know something that I don't know. Mm. And I feel like the longer you're in it, you're actually like, oh, no, that's, I've that's not the case. I've actually got no clue what, yeah. they're, what they're doing. They've just it's, got a bigger it, ship. Well, I think when you're yourself, you like growing and innovating something, whereas mm. the bigger ships are protecting what they've got. Yeah. Protecting what you've got versus growing for the future are polar opposites. Yeah. And the big companies are protecting what they've got. Mm. Mm. It's, it's across anything. If you've got a big family, lots of kids, just quitting your job. And doing something that could reap a reward or could fucking ruin your family. It's the same thing. I think it, picking yourself across so many things is relevant. Mm. Although, what about in a company level when, say, if a company's underperforming, mm. um, but you go, oh, we're underperforming, but we've still got those couple of customers, so we just got to protect those couple of ones we got? Or do you pivot and get another 10 big ones slightly somewhere else? Yeah. There's a massive chance that they'll have zero revenue if they do that. Yeah. And yeah. so th- it depends if there's other people relying on them. It's so it's so layered. If you've got staff and they're relying on you 
So, so maybe that's easier family. when you're leaner. You well, can much, make those e- much easier. And part of it too is like we don't have all the answers yet. The thing, we're not making any money off our podcast. There's most people... Just say number one. That's already yeah, exactly. so Number one, we're killing it, guys. Huge yeah, yeah. 2018. But the thing... And I think that that's the thing. It's like we can do... Like we've, we're doing other media stuff that, you know, pays us. And that's what we think is the current... Where this current space sits. I think that the... Um, yeah, there's a lot of people who challenge us based on, yeah, but how, how are you making money for all this sort of mm. thing? And I look at how the big networks are doing all this stuff and I don't see the connection between making heaps of cash and the 80% or 90% of the content that they're creating on their podcast networks, how they'll actually shift that. So at the end of the day, it just becomes this game of like we have a combined total reach of 10 million people and they can say that and they sell to advertisers on that and the big business does well. Yeah. But then is that good for the small creator that is the – Bottom 20, 30%. Yeah, it's tricky. Well, there's a lot of podcasters getting huge download numbers and not making anything. Mm. Mm. Um, I feel like there's an opportunity there for them to do other stuff, to yeah. look at, to be entrepreneur. I think that podcasting suits the entrepreneur. And we're not, we're not monetizing yet because we're, I think, still trying to understand this landscape and saying like, well, we have a bunch more years before we should be like what other industry what radio what radio uh, personality does something for a year and expects to be the best number one yeah. metro well it's weird i think there's the assumption that you have to make your podcast revenue by putting ads in your podcast <laughs> yeah. where for my podcast we did an episode where bridget was talking about her thoughts on wanting to be a mum, and she gets like jealous like she used to be excited when other girls got pregnant for, like excited for them and now she's still excited but she gets a bit jealous and like oh you know it's kind of like rubbing it in mm. so that was a podcast episode that blew up and then news.com's like oh can Bridget just put what she said in words and we'll pay you X amount to run the article? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so is that podcast revenue? Pretty much. Yeah, like, exactly. And then so and then I did a podcast on a certain topic and someone's like, oh, we heard you do that on the road thing on the podcast. Can you do a video of that and we'll pay this much? Mm-hmm. And is that podcast revenue? Like probably. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, so if you, it's all part of the big package. Then, yeah, yeah. I think the people don't get it, can't wrap their head around it because it's confusing because it's so new. The freemium model on YouTube mm. – that people people who watch your free content just donate to you and give you money, mm. but they're not actually paying for anything that they can't get for free. Some, yeah. yes, there's other ones yeah. that you get little extra bits, but if you didn't pay, you actually have access to all this stuff. And so that's a hard one for people to get their head around, mm. which it hasn't even really... It's now shifting. There's a problem at the moment of someone on one of those platforms, Patreon, being their their $12,000 a month account just got ripped down by the platform because off the platform on another person's podcast they said something that was deemed to break their T's and C's Mm -hmm. and they've now gone. It's super complex but it's a a very um, new conversation in a – in a, in a field that is very new. So it's like the first of its kind. And what happens, I wonder, you, you talk about the, the legal risk associated with doing your radio show. Yeah. Yeah. Are they having the same legal concerns across their, you know, 200 podcasts? Well, it's funny because often we can't do something on the radio show because legal didn't say so. And I'm like, well, if I did it on my own, I don't have a legal team, so they yeah. can't say no. Yeah. And, <laughs> that, so, and that's the thing is like I, they can't have that, the, uh, the onus 
ends up on the um, the content creator at that point, yeah. right? Which, like, I think when we when we put something out there, we are standing by it, mm. and we're taking. Are the, we standing the risk. by everything that's been on this? Absolutely. Episode? One thing from me that you would like to take back? Nah, but I won't. I don't do it on the show. I just take it back after, and then I deal with it. Oh, so you'll say it to me later? Yeah, maybe. Okay. That's right. Like I shouldn't have mentioned that Amy was annoyed at the airport that one time. Oh, no, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's totally fine. Because I said that she can start a podcast that just basically is about my bad my bad traits. <laughs> and I'm okay That'd with that. would be a long one. Uh, yeah. It's so a daily talk show, right? Successful. We've given away a ham. Yeah. There's um, radio out of 10. What kind of, what, how, from a radio guy, how radio was that? Not very because we haven't had any Harvey Norman ads in one hour and 20 <laughs> yeah. minutes, so yeah, zero true. out of 10. We can always do one. Um, no spe- no big, fucking say. No, no pay, no say. No pay, no say. That's what we'll say. <laughs> yeah. It's a daily talk show. If you've listened this far, yeah. maybe you don't think we're that shit. So given it's December, I'm going to ask for reviews. Yeah. People can leave. I, we never do this. But on the podcast app, the purple app, iTunes, you can just leave us a review. Yep. And also follow me on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, true. because <laughs> true, he's doubling down on Facebook yeah. and stuff. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's, now that they can't follow me, but they should go to the Daily Talk Show's Insta anyway and see the ham video. Yeah. And they'll, uh, <laughs> and they'll see Ryan up there. All right, have a good one, guys. Have a good weekend. Bye.